0: Hello and welcome to this Linklater's podcast on payments regulation. Many of you will have experienced poor customer service at some point when dealing with financial services firms. The Financial Conduct Authority wants this to happen less often, and so is planning to raise its standards for how firms deal with retail customers. I'm joined today by Jean Price and Arjun Akhani to talk about the FCA's plans and explain how they're going to affect the payment sector. Jean, tell us about what the FCA has up its sleeve.
1: And um, thanks, Simon. mean, so yeah, what the FCA is planning to do is to introduce what it calls um, a consumer duty, a specific consumer duty. There's been talk for several years about whether or not some form of formal duty of care should be imposed on financial firms when dealing with the general public. Um, and the debate has got, been sort of fairly long and hard, I would say. So the consumer duty regime is the FCA's outcome on, on that debate. So the starting point for all of this is a new principle, as all of you will be familiar with, the FCA currently has 11 principles for businesses. And those are the 11 high level principles for firms the FCA regulates, including payments businesses. They fairly, relatively recent came into the fold, but these set the overarching umbrella for behavior. Um, And that includes things like ensuring your systems and controls are right, treating customers fairly, um, open and cooperative relationship with the regulator. And we're now going to add this 12th rule, which says that a firm must act to deliver good outcomes for retail clients. So it's now an active point you need to consider. Now, the new principle is going to be backed up by other rules and more detail on the regulators. Um, expectations for what those good outcomes should look like. Um, But before we go too far, I want to make it clear that consumer duty isn't only being applied to payments firms. In fact, the FCA plans it to apply widely across the financial sector from, you know, banks, insurers, everything down to payments firms. Um, So the list of those in scope does include, however, your payment institutions, e-money institutions and account information service providers. The logic being that these firms are already subject to the existing principles for businesses, and therefore the new Principle 12 should apply to them as well.
0: Thanks Jean and as you say payments firms already comply with the principles as they stand today. So Arjun how is this new principle going to change what firms do already?
2: Well the most obvious overlap is with principles six and seven. These require firms to treat customers fairly and communicate with them in a way which is clear, fair and not misleading. But this new principle 12 Sets an even higher standard of conduct when dealing with a retail customer. In fact, because of this, principles six and seven are even switched off when the consumer duty applies. That tells you that it really represents an uplift in standards. If you carry on as you are, there's no guarantee you'll continue to be compliant. And that may simply be because the bar is being raised. Where you have or can have an impact in the retail business, you're going to have to have a greater focus and how your products actually deliver those good outcomes for your customer. And it's not only your immediate customers you might have to think about in this context, is it? That's right, Simon. Many, fair, many payment firms provide services directly to retail customers, but you might also design a product which is distributed by someone else to their customers. In this case, you are the manufacturer of the product and you'll need to apply the consumer duty However, the distributor of the product would also need to apply the consumer duty. So in other words, even if you don't directly deal with retail customers, you could still be caught by the rules.
0: We've talked about this new principle to deliver good outcomes for retail clients. What else does the consumer duty tell firms to do?
1: Well, the next tier of the regime involves three General and and in connected rules. So basically, what you have to do is the first is act in good faith towards retail customers. The second is you need to avoid foreseeable harm to those customers. And the third is to support them in their financial objectives. So imagine an e money institution that implies it offers bank accounts. Um, So the foreseeable harm is that customers might not realize that, for example, deposit protection doesn't apply to their e money. And you can avoid this by acting in good faith and being clear in the services you provide and making sure that customers understand the protections that are and aren't available. Um, This is also all consistent with existing expectations, of course, Um, but what the consumer duty does is it gives the FCA a holistic tool for tackling poor practice and driving up standards across the board.
0: I'm interested in this uh, this rule around supporting customers to pursue their financial objectives because I can see how that fits with uh, other types of financial service investment products and, and, and savings products but what about payments?
1: Yeah I mean I think it's fair to say that the rules weren't tailored to payments firms nor were they written with them sort of in front of mind this is across the whole piece, as as we just mentioned earlier. So there are parts of the regime that clearly don't seem to fit very neatly with some types of payments business. But that said, the customer will always have some sort of objective in mind, even if you don't have a long-term relationship with them. So take money remittance, for example. Your customer wants to send money somewhere else, you know, normally to another person. It might be that you only ever execute one transaction for that customer. But under the consumer duty, you need to satisfy yourself that your customer doesn't face unreasonable barriers in sending that money. For example, because you've charged unjustifiably high fees.
0: And on the subject of fees, how how do they square with this consumer duty? Obviously, a a good outcome for customers would be to receive all the services they get for free.
2: That's definitely not what FCA is saying here. What they do say is that firms should price their products in a way which is proportionate to their value. So providing a fair value is one of the four outcomes that FCA expects to see. The others relate to products and services, customer communications, and customer support. There is then a suite of rules which then hang off of uh, these four outcomes. Some of these requirements are going to be easier for payments firms to meet than others. As an example, when it comes to assessing fair value, I think some payment firms may find it tricky to quantify the financial and non-financial benefits of their products. Other aspects of the regime will require some heavy lifting. For example, meeting the products and services outcome will involve looking again at your process of designing and approving new products. You then need to go on to identify a target market for each product and take account of the different needs for vulnerable customers. Depending on how many products you provide and how complex they are, this may be a time-consuming task. We've published a briefing paper on the consumer duty, which picks out some of the core requirements for payment firms in particular. So you can find this note on the link later's website. Let's turn now to
0: talk about timing. We said at the outset that the FCA is planning to introduce the consumer
2: duty. When is that going to happen? We're expecting the consumer duty to start applying at the end of April, 2023. I say we're expecting it to start then because the FCA hasn't actually finalized the regime At this point in time. We're still waiting for an announcement in the next few weeks which should confirm its policy approach and the exact timing when the rules will take effect. However, even though we don't have the finalised rules yet, the FSA has warned firms not to wait to start work on this. The consultation paper which came out at the end of last year already contains detailed draft rules which aren't going to radically change we think but only 10 months ago until the duty starts to apply. The message is to get going as soon as possible to make sure everyone's ready in time.
0: Well, let's finish on that point. Jean, what should payments firms be doing?
1: So I think there are three key elements that payments firms should be sort of getting underway at the moment. So the first one is to map the services that you already offer retail clients um, and identify where the consumer duty will apply. For example, are you acting as a manufacturer or a distributor? How do your services relate to regulated activities? Are there exemptions you can rely on? Getting this scoping exercise right in the first instance is really important. We're actually working with a number of clients on that at the moment, because this is everyone, I think, realises a sort of step change and very much putting the focus onto the end customer. So what do you do once you've got the scope? Well, once you understand the scope, you can switch to thinking about what you need to do differently under the new regime. So in some cases, this might involve documenting what you already do. There are sort of a real step up on reporting requirements, for example. In other cases, you might need to formalize existing processes. So imagine the FCA asks you to evidence how you comply with the consumer duty. What would you show them? You know, What would your, the people working in your organization say about that? Um, Finally, you need to be getting senior management on board because they're going to have to approve an assessment of whether the firm is delivering good outcomes for its customers. And that means you'll need to monitor information and have reporting chains in place so they can measure performance against the FCA's outcomes.
0: Thank you, Jean and Arjun. If you have any questions, please get in touch with us. Until next time, thank you for listening and goodbye.